Well, it's hard to believe, but here we are on the doorstep of summer vacation time. And I hope that everybody will at least get a little bit of time for some rest and relaxation. I know not everybody gets to travel a whole bunch during the summer, but hopefully you do get a little bit of that like lighter schedule and time to focus on some different things, in particular what our Lord is trying to give us here. But in order to get to what he's giving us here, I just want to kind of propose a little bit of an example and how we can draw ever more into that peace and how that happens within the church. What I would say is let's just pretend for a second that our whole big parish family, Sacred Heart, decided, you know what, we're going to go on a trip to Albuquerque this summer. We're just all going to do it. We're going to pack up. We're going to head on down there. Now, we've got one group of folks that are very much like Americana purist-type travelers, and they say, the only way to travel to Albuquerque is we have to drive through Route 66 all the way there. You go any other way, it's just not going to work. There's no reason to even take the trip. You're not actually going to Albuquerque if you don't go on Route 66. I'm assuming Albuquerque's on Route 66. I don't know. I didn't do enough research on this. But I just say one group is basically demanding that that's the case. While at the same time, there's another group that says, here's the thing. Albuquerque's really just kind of in your heart. You do it however you want, you know. If you want to sit in your backyard and just commune with Albuquerque, great. You know, you just, you do it your own way, all right? Okay, well, the thing is, neither of those is going to be perfect for the vacation, right? One is going to drive you absolutely nuts because of the, you know, just rigidity of the way that this has to be done because you can't possibly fly to Albuquerque, even though it's all the way on the other side of the country. It must be Route 66. Well, the other ones, you never actually get there anyway because eventually those folks are like, you know, it seems kind of nice in New Bern and they sort of head that way in the state. You're going in the wrong direction. You know, it's like one of those things where Albuquerque's not going to happen that way. You look at this peace that our Lord is giving us, right? And in the midst of the church, he's given us the way to get there. And it's beautiful because he sort of like finds the way in between those same sort of two extremes. When you look at the first reading today from Acts of the Apostles, you see the fact that it wasn't like everybody just knew exactly what to do from the beginning in the church, as though Jesus ascended into heaven, Pentecost happened, the apostles went out, and boom, everything is perfect from the get-go. No. I mean, this is still within the first couple of decades of the history of the church, and already you have a group of folks that are basically saying, look, in order to become a Christian, you have to become a Jew first. Imagine the surprise of people if we had taken one of the lines from the first reading today and put it down on the sign. This one taken out of context. Unless you are circumcised according to the Mosaic practice, you cannot be saved. Wouldn't that have been fun to pull into this morning, huh? You know, so you've got that going on in the early church, but the beautiful thing is, as our Lord provides, as he says in the gospel, he sends us the Holy Spirit. As we hear in the second reading from Revelation, the foundation of the city of God, of the new Jerusalem, is the 12 apostles. I mean, we have their successors. We have the Holy Spirit helping us through time. Now notice, when they send that letter, it's not as though they say, hey guys, everybody's cool. Do what you want to do. Jesus is in your heart. No. I mean, they give them some specific guidelines along the way. They don't hold up this thing about circumcision. Notice, we don't to this day. 
Instead, they give some basic tenets. They say, don't eat meat sacrificed to idols, don't eat the meat of strangled animals, don't consume blood, and refrain from unlawful marriages. Ultimately, what's going on there? They don't want you to be so intermixed with pagan culture that you've got no Christianity in you. I know it sounds kind of weird to our modern ears. Don't eat meat sacrificed to idols. Well, yeah, it doesn't seem that hard, right? Well, it was kind of part of the social life back then. I mean, you'd go to the Temple of Asclepius, which is kind of like, I don't know, going to an open-air mall and a movie theater and just kind of going for dinner out. Well, you can't consume in that. You can't be a part of that because it's claiming a part of you for something that's not God. We can't get intermixed in bad stuff, too. I don't know about you. This is just kind of an off-the-cuff thing. I was scrolling through Netflix the other night looking for something to watch. There is so much just like creepy stuff on there now. It's like getting worse and worse and worse. It's like culture is more and more like pulling us away from the church. Don't get intermixed in that stuff. Don't watch a show called Lucifer. I mean, it's just creepy, right? I mean, there's all sorts of things that will try to pull us away from the church. And the other one, refrain from unlawful marriage. Live out your vocation. Love your spouse. And, and the thing is, though, too, notice that in this letter that they send in response to this call for circumcision, you get some general guidelines. But at the same time, it's not, okay, every one of you, religious sister, all of you guys, hermits, let's go. No, that's not the way it works. We've got a diversity of vocations. We have a diversity of the way of living our lives in communion with Christ. But at the same time, there are guidelines. There are ways to make this happen. And so, when our Lord says this amazing line in the gospel today, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, I get to say it at every mass. It's amazing. There's a reason why the church says, okay, it's not requiring you know, two hours in front of the Blessed Sacrament every day, but we are required to go to mass every single Sunday. We need to be reminded of that peace every single week. And I would say as we look at the summer ahead of us, as we want to, I would hope, be more and more involved in that peace. And notice, I mean, this mind-blowing line, I mean, you can reflect on this the rest of the day. After Jesus says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give it to you. To sit and rest with that for a while. I mean, even to compare it to the trip to Albuquerque, right? Okay, it could be the greatest trip of all. Can you imagine all of us traveling together? Oh my goodness, it'd be so much fun and crazy and probably stressful. But, you know, you look at that, even the greatest trip ever comes to an end, right? Eventually, you got to come back to Salisbury. Eventually, you've got to leave Albuquerque and go back home. What's the difference with the peace of Christ? It's eternal. The more we enter into that, the more it continues to unfold for us. The more that even if it's no longer summer, if all of a sudden we find ourselves at the point when I'm saying, can't believe it's Labor Day already. Can you believe how fast summer went? We know that's going to come. But the great thing is that peace is a constant. And all of us need to take steps to get there, to be open to it, to receive it, And the church gives us, like I said, sort of like a bare minimum. we got to get to church every single Sunday, even if you happen to find yourself in Albuquerque. You know, it doesn't matter where you're traveling to be there, to be with him. And then each and every day to tap into that peace. Don't just begin summer thinking, you know, I do. I want to enter into this peace more and then do nothing about it. 
you got to give yourself a little bit of a structure. And once again, don't be super rigid about it. Don't be like, you know, I'm praying three rosaries every single day, and I'm going to be reading the whole Bible over the summer. Okay, but if you take a trip to Albuquerque, it's kind of hard to keep that up. Have you ever noticed that it's so much harder to pray when you're on vacation? All of a sudden, you've got all this extra time, and then it's like harder to fit in what you normally manage to do every single day. At least that's the case for me. So I know it's a difficult thing, but look to what's the, what's the most important thing, that peace with Christ. Give yourself a good flexible routine, a bare minimum. I always like to say, a decade a day keeps the devil away, right? Pray at least that decade of the rosary every day. Make a morning offering. Spend time in thanksgiving. I'll tell you, I've found the Divine Mercy Chaplet incredibly helpful and nourishing. I've been praying it every day for like about the last two years. It's been very helpful. Am I saying you must do that to obtain peace? No, but it does help. It helps me. And if it helps you, I hope, I hope you enter into it. I hope it's a good thing for you. But the important thing is, is that you do take steps. That of course, you look to what the bare minimum is, of what the church gives us, to stay close to him at least on Sundays, but then to move closer and closer into that peace to make those steps, to look at the ways that maybe in your life God is calling you to add a little bit more time, maybe to spend a little less time on Netflix, to look to our Lord a little bit more. Be flexible with it, especially as we enter into the lighter scheduling time of summer. But the important thing is, is that we make it happen. Ultimately, my dear friends, as we know, our Lord wants us to be peaceful. Not as the world gives, does he give. And as he says right after that, do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. There's plenty out there to pull our attention away from him. The important thing for all of us, regardless of the exact way we do it, but within the structure that the church has given us, with that help of the Holy Spirit, may we stay close to him, and even more close over these summer days, that we may be reminded all the time that he tells us not to let our hearts be troubled or afraid. Praise be Jesus Christ.